Welcome Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Moore. I'm your host of this episode. I am the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, as well as the Nuggets insider for 104.3 The Fan in Denver. You can catch me throughout the week with Zach and Stokely, and as well after every game with Sean Drotor. As I joined him this evening, following the Nuggets' absolute just railroading, just destruction of the pitiful, pathetic New York Knicks, 129 to 92, and that really doesn't describe how close the game was. Uh, we will talk generally about this game, about what kind of happened in it, uh, about who stepped up, about what was good from it, about why it's beneficial. Uh, in the second segment, we'll talk about Jokic and how he played, because that's obviously a big key, as well as we'll talk about the fact that MPJ didn't play enough at all. And the third segment, we'll do five-star reviews and look a little bit ahead to the Boston Celtics. A little bit shorter show today, and the reason they'll be a little bit shorter is because, good God, it's hard to take anything away from a game where the opposing opposing team played this terrible. The Knicks are wretched. Just awful. Um, the first quarter wasn't really great. It just wasn't. Denver was pretty much tied uh, in that first quarter for most of it. They trailed early on uh, and looked like it was going to be another one of those games. The starters were actually in the minus in that first quarter. Uh, Jamal Murray was minus two. Will Barton was minus two. The other three starters were minus one. The bench was the one that got loose because, again, the Knicks are awful. Um, the big key kind of to take away from this game is there will be talk of this being a get-right game of, like, the Nuggets are back and, like, they got the offense. Do not buy into that. I would recommend not buying into that. The good news is that maybe this kickstarts their shooting, okay? Because on top of all the other problems with the Nuggets and their offense, including mostly, as we talked about, Jokic, but also just the bench unit playing badly, they just haven't been able to hit water if they fell out of a boat. Like, they've just had a, they've been one of the worst teams in the league in effective field goal percentage, and that's only slightly started to tick up as the season has gone by. Should take a pretty big bump after this one because they shot the lights out. Um, you know, they were great throughout this entire game, um, hitting big shots, making big plays. They just rained down fire on the Knicks, primarily because the Knicks, again, are awful. When I say awful, like there's a lot of ways I can talk about that, but specifically what you saw time and time again was they tried to switch, and the Nuggets ran to the strong side, and when they did that, they brought over help from the corner. It was funny. A lot of the stuff that was the defensive problems for the Knicks were the exact same issues that the Nuggets had three, four years ago. Uh, Michael Malone's first and second seasons, that's really what the problem was, was that they just couldn't in any sort of capacity contain from the three-point line or at the rim because their help defense was constantly out of position. Markeith Morris was dreadful. Dotson, Knox, like up and down. Um, they just had really bad help. RJ Barrett, the guys were way too close. They were all, almost all the way over into the lane trying to stop Jokic on the roll. And they left these guys wide, wide open. And then even on post-ups, you know, they left Jokic in one-on-one coverage until very late. And then when he made his move, they were over-helping, which helped him sling out and pick up eight assists in this game, despite not really playing much differently than he has throughout the course of the rest of the season. Um, again, we'll talk about Jokic in that second segment. But the the, the Nuggets shot 21 of 39 
from three point range. Like this is one of the worst shooting teams. And they shot twenty one at thirty nine because they got great looks. Now, uh, I do want to be clear: the Nuggets executed. Like they came into this game, and this is one of the things I love seeing from a team that I've I watched go from you know like a new baby fawn trying to get under its legs under it, and then you know, kind of dancing a little bit and getting big wins versus random teams and falling apart versus like bad teams like the Knicks a couple of years ago to where they are now. It's like now like they just step on you and they're just like, you are not, if you are not going to execute, if you're not going to bring a good defensive game plan, if you don't have long defenders that are locked in, we're going to tear you to pieces. And they've done that in a few of these games versus Memphis and now versus the Knicks. Uh, and that's honestly, it's a really good thing. You Do you want to get the Lakers win more? Sure, the Lakers win will be more meaningful for where you stand in the conference. But if you want to rack up and finish with home court for the playoffs, you want wins like this where you just smack them. Um, another big thing here, Barton played 25 minutes. Millsap played to only 21. Jokic played only 24, uh, less than 25 minutes. Harris 21, Murray 22. The bench was fantastic in this game. Well, they're going to all all of the five stars are going to them um, in the final segment. They were so good and the lead was so controlling that the starters didn't have to go back in, which means they're rested for tomorrow night versus Boston. It's a short trip, whether they're flying or driving. Um, they're flying. Uh, it's a short trip. They should be rested. They got this thing done. It's not going to be as hard of a back-to-back. Now, I still still probably lean towards Boston in that game. They're three-point favorites. It's tough to win in Boston when you're on a back-to-back. But uh, if you're going to do it, this is the model to do it, is to rest up and control this team. Uh, much better effort on the glass. 48-33 rebound advantage for the Denver Nuggets. That's great. Um, they picked up nine offensive rebounds to only five for the Knicks. The Knicks had 14 turnovers. The Nuggets had 13 you turn the ball over less, and that means that you can't equate these kind of things. From the second quarter on, like they just they stomped them, and they put up really. They ended this game in the second quarter where they put up a thirty-four eighteen score. That is the perfect. That is perfect. Okay, you hold them under twenty, you score over thirty. That's the that's what you want from each and every quarter of Nuggets basketball. Um, the Nuggets did put up more than 30 in every quarter. That's huge for them. They had two quarters where they held the Knicks under 20. The defense was there. They got better as it went along. Uh, the bench was just incendiary. Uh, between Wancho Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley, they shot 7 of 14 on three-pointers. They're done. Like The Knicks don't, don't even re- remotely have the depth to be able to compete in that sense. They tried to lean on their starters, and the starters were just not having it. The interior defense was great. Millsap was just... Millsap had a huge first quarter block. They brought energy, they brought focus, and they played great. This was an easy, comfortable win. In the second segment, we'll talk about Jokic, and we'll talk about MPJ, and then we'll get to five-star reviews in the third segment. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. So when I rewatched this game, 
Welcome back to Locked On Nuggets, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. When I rewatched this game, uh, I expected to see like Jokic really pop out, right? Because like eight assists. Okay, he didn't score, but he was punishing them. Um, didn't score, only scored six points, but and three of seven. But like, you know, that's in twenty five minutes. Like, you know, there's some positive signs. A plus ten. Uh, I didn't really see it, and so I am going to be hesitant to praise or criticize Jokic for this game. How am I supposed to really be harsh on him for not showing great effort in the first quarter when guys got like put back dunks on him and he turned the ball over and his body language was blah when he had eight assists and they rolled over this team. Like, I just don't know how to really like, I can't judge Jokic for not being up for this game because he didn't need to be. There was zero reason for Jokic to expend energy in this game. He could just go and do the base stuff of basketball execution and punish them. And he did. Um, he had a post move and that kind of forced them to, to readjust what they were doing. They kept putting smaller defenders on him and that meant they had to help. And the nanosecond they helped, he dropped dimes, had a great bounce pass to Monte Morris on a cut. You don't see much of that this year. That was a great one. A great pass to Paul Millsap underneath when Millsap sealed his man. Um, that was another brilliant pass. The passes themselves were really nice and nifty. Uh, I didn't think Jokic's effort was particularly terrific. I didn't think that he was particularly dominant. Um, I didn't think that he was... It was one of those games where it was like, you know, he only had 6, 10, and 8, but his impact was far greater. It did not feel that way. Um, didn't need to, though. So I'm not going to criticize him. I just... Don't come away from this game being like, hey, I think Jokic really turned a corner. No, like... And it's not the scoring. It's I swear to God, it's not. I don't care how many points Joker scores. Um, if Jokic scores four points and has 12 assists, even this line, if he had 6-10-8, I could watch his game and be like, he manhandled that team. Like, he absolutely ripped them to pieces. His presence definitely afforded it because the Knicks, like, the scouting report was all about Jokic. Um, it's kind of a, a nice reminder of, like, the scouting report is never going to shift, even if Jokic has this kind of a season. The scouting report's never going to change. They're never going to be like, oh, well, he's not playing really well. Maybe we should play them differently. Maybe we should focus on Millsap and Barton. No, that's not how it works, because you don't want to be the team that gets loose. And that's like, what are you doing? Like, you're, like Nicole Jokic is an all-star. Why did you let him do that to you? Um, plus, like, they just don't go in. They're not paying attention to any of these other teams, especially in the West. So they're just they're just going to focus on what they're doing. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll give Jokic's five-star review in the second, in the last segment, but I didn't think this was a great game. I don't think it was worth docking him for. He went in and he did enough for them to win. The bar was really low and he passed it. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I don't feel that even though the Nuggets offense got going, I don't think that Jokic got really ramped up in this game. Um, it just didn't feel that way to me. And then, you know, really when you look at it, they, they squashed him by 16 in the second quarter and they squashed him by 14 in the fourth quarter. And Jokic didn't play in a lot of that, that stretch. So he was a plus 10 because he just kind of like continuously racked up stuff and, and got some, some minutes in there. But, you know, you compare that with the bench, which was, you know, Plumley 32, Measley plus 33, Morris plus 27. Like, that's where they, they broke this game open. Um, and a lot of the minutes were less impressive, I thought, with Jokic on the floor. I'm not trying to be too hard on him, but we do have to kind of still hold it. Like, this is a trick, right? He struggled so much that you want to... 
I don't want to overreact when he has a not awful game. But I also don't want to like constantly be harping on him just to harp on him. So I'm trying to just keep my uh, my bar for him the same as it would be if this was game two or game four and not after all these struggles. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. should have played more. Malone the entire season has been super frustrated with them giving up leads. He was mad about it last year when they gave up a big lead to Detroit, and he's been mad at it this year. He just, it drives him insane. What he wants is he wants to be up, he wants to be up 20 in the fourth and then break it open and make it into 30. He wants to put the foot down and have that killer instinct and all that. I don't know why, because it's not reasonable, because this is the NBA and it's not how it works. Like the fact that they broke this game open even more in the fourth quarter is, uh, again, a sign of how truly miserable the Knicks are. Um, that's just re- usually not how it works. Usually teams make runs because this is the NBA. Nobody wants to get embarrassed. Um, but he's been so frustrated at that, so I get that that was part of the concern. And I get that MPJ was in for five minutes and they were a minus two. But he was hitting shots. He was two or three. When it's the fourth quarter... And it's garbage time. There's no reason that he's not in there way sooner. There's no reason with them up comfortably that he's not getting minutes. The Knicks aren't coming back. Come on. I know what he's worried about. I get it. It's like, yeah, but how much worse is it if the Knicks come back on you? I get it. But like, the Knicks are not coming back to you. Like, it's just not happening. You, and there's, there's, I, if he plays him tomorrow night, that's a mistake. Like, he should not play against the Celtics. The Celtics will punish you for bad execution on both ends of the floor. Like, they will punish you for it. The Knicks are going to punish you. He could have played MPJ 30 minutes tonight, and they still would have rolled. That's how bad the Knicks are. This is a perfect environment to get him loose, get him comfortable, get him getting shots. It was good to see him getting, you know, shots up. That's good. Him hitting threes, because I've said continuously, if he's not doing that, then he's not giving you anything. Like, he doesn't have gravity, because he's not on the scouting report, and he doesn't have anything on defense. So it's like he's got to hit shots. And he hit threes, and that's a big deal for them. But um, the you know honestly, just like with the how terrible the Knicks defense was, there was an opportunity to just put him in and have him work as a spot up weapon, and he could have gotten a, a healthy number of shots. They got up thirty nine threes in this game, right? Like get the shooter in there. This was the one, and he just couldn't get past. Like he wanted to make sure that they broke a two game losing streak. He wanted to make sure that they didn't. Uh, they didn't screw up and give up a big lead to a bad Knicks team that ha- was competitive in the first quarter. I get it, but like, oh boy. Like, I just can't see the reason for him to have made that decision. Maybe there's an injury that I, I'm not aware of at this point, but I wasn't there in New York. But I, I just wonder what the thought process was there. All right, we'll come back after the break and we'll do five star reviews. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Much like I thought I was with the Cowboys and under 23 and a half before they kicked a meaningless field goal under a minute. 
Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge, which is clearly better than mine, into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball season, not to mention hockey, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, you can try a parlay. They've got lots of options, including the progressive ones, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, the if-when bets, as well as around robins that I've uh, been known to dabble with uh, from time to time on my bookie. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout, including I would recommend Ohio State. I think they're going to stomp Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's very good at all. Uh, so if you're going to bet this seat, well, they're very good, but just not as good as Ohio State. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. You're tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. And so if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LOCKEDONNBA, that's LOCKEDONNBA, to activate the offer. Once again, promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, last segment here on Locked On Nuggets, we're going to do five-star reviews real quick because, again, the Knicks are not worthy of my time. So I'm going to roll through this. Uh, Will Barton, 69, 17 points, two assists. Again, just love the way he plays. He just continues to be really good. Um, thought he had some good defensive moments as well on the wing. Uh, I'll go ahead and give him four stars for this. Nothing huge because didn't put in like a monster performance because he didn't need to. So four stars, solid all around. Um, Paul Millsap, 10 points on 10 shots, four of 10 shooting, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. Um, two turnovers, no steals. One of four from three-point range. Uh, the three I thought he hit was big. The block he had on Barrett I thought was big. Uh, not a great game, though. Like, not terrific. He just wasn't, again, like Millsap put on cruise control. He knew the deal. Uh, I'll go ahead and give him three and a half stars for this. Uh, bear in mind, the entire team's getting a five-star. So, like, they get residual bonus points from all of this in these analysis. Um, Nikola Jokic, I will give... A, I'll give it three and a half star. The passes really were nice, like nothing special. A nice three and a half star. Um, Gary Harris was a plus minus a zero. He had eight points on three or four shooting, but hit both his threes, two rebounds, two assists. Um, I, the plus minus doesn't really agree with me, but I did like the way Gary played, especially I thought defensively he was pretty good. Um, and I thought he brought energy, like him him knocking down the sh- the threes. I think kind of kickstarted and set the tone for like, all right, we're gonna roll in this game. Uh, so I'm actually gonna give Gary Harris a four star here just for setting the tone for them offensively. Uh, Jamal Murray, quiet night, right? Fourteen points, uh, three rebounds, four assists, just one turnover. His turnovers can even be down, which is so great. Uh, five and nine shooting, one of three from three, um, plus minus ten. Uh, pretty good Jamal night. 
four, again, four stars seems good. Like his five stars are, are really, really high, but um, didn't didn't cause problems, didn't turn the ball over. He did struggle to get Jokic the ball in a few possessions uh, in the post, and that's an issue that continues to be problematic. But honestly, like on the flip side, it's like he has one turnover. So do I want him throwing riskier passes that might get intercepted or not turning the ball over? I got to choose between the two. So I'll go ahead and give him a four star. Uh, the bench gets individuals tonight. Uh, Jeremy Grant was 16 points, 69 shooting, three rebounds. Thought that his defense actually was was much better in this game. Thought the I think a lot of it's just that the Knicks are so obvious in what they're trying to do that Grant was able to kind of get downhill and attack. So I really like that. Um, hitting the threes is obviously like a really big deal. So a four star performance for Grant, which is nice because he was truly wretched versus the Lakers. Uh, Monte Morris, 15 points, 6-9 shooting, 6 assists, 1 turnover. Monte kind of, this is a much more Monte game, so he gets a 5-star. Uh, it's been time for Monte to get a 5-star, and he gets a 5-star for running the second unit, being really effective, uh, and just getting the, the, the thing done. Wancho was only 4-12, finished with 12 points, but did hit 4-8 of eight from 3, and just punished them for the, that kind of stuff. When you're knocking down those shots in key situations, that's really big for him. Uh, four assists, part of the big bench unit run. So Wancho's getting four and a half stars for contributing to the a really meaningful stretch. I thought Beasley was great. Uh, didn't have the the kind of like didn't have um, a better, you know, I it was only five of nine, but I just thought that he was like three of six from three was really great. Fourteen points, like he was. I just felt that the runs were so fueled around him, and then plus minus kind of reflects that um, at at plus thirty three. So uh, Malik gets a five-star, as is Mason Plumley with a plus 32, uh, second best on the team. 11 points on five of five shooting, 11 boards, six assists, three turnovers, three steals, and a block. Great game from Mace. I thought Mace really brought it and dominated inside and showed the Knicks, like, hey, maybe you should maybe you shouldn't have signed 18 million undersized power forwards. Maybe that's a thing you shouldn't have done. Uh, MPJ only played five minutes. I can't give him a grade based off of that. He had two threes. That's good, but can't give him one. Uh, the offense gets, look, the offense is going to get a four star and it's not going to get a five despite putting up 129. And the reason is like, they didn't have to overcome anything. Like there wasn't a, they weren't figuring things out. It wasn't like stellar. The energy was there, but it was just like, it was so easy and comfortable for them. They just stepped in and executed. And that's really good. I bought it to four and a half stars because the execution was crisp. It just, there was so little resistance. I have a hard time giving a five star for it. Um, the defense is going to get, um, actually, I think after the first quarter, really deserves uh, a four star performance as well. Like only 92 points. The Knicks shot 41% from the field and 26.5% from three. They also held them to only 23 attempts from three. And a game in which they're down that much, that's pretty good. And five of those came from Portis and, and, um, so that's free throws. Um, like four of those came from Neil Aquina and you want to dare him to hit shots and, you know, he made some. Knox hit two of four. Like they guard the guys that they needed to. They did, they did the job. I thought that was a, a really good performance. Uh, great job of the coaching staff of getting them back up for the game. Uh, I'll give them a four star for this because again, the Knicks, but you know, they got them ready to play in this next game. Now let's talk about tomorrow night and the Boston Celtics. Uh, got to win earlier. Uh, Kemba, obviously that was a weird game with Kemba out. Glad that he's okay and he's back. Uh, I don't think Hayward's going to play. Uh, I think that's. I think he's still not quite ready. Maybe check that though. Um, Smart, however, is questionable. He's got both an illness and uh, an oblique injury. So, no Smart is a pretty big deal. Uh, that hurts them significantly in terms of their defense. 
you know, there's been a little bit of rattling with their defense lately. Uh, a lot of this is going to be, I will say, Cantor's playing more of a role and his minutes have been positive lately. Jokic has struggled against Cantor. So I'll just, like, put it out there. They aren't the Knicks. And if Jokic doesn't show up, they're going to lose this game. Now, if they lose this game, it's not a big deal because it's a schedule loss. The Lakers is like a schedule coin flip because they're a really great team. You're at home, but you're evenly matched. You're both on rest. It's fine. Uh, this one, they're on a back-to-back in Boston road trip. Expected to lose. Like, this is a schedule loss. Even with Boston being not as good as the Nuggets, this isn't a shocker if they if they drop this one. They get a win. It's huge. That's a big win if they if they sweep Boston. That's a big win um, because they're a really good team and they beat them on a back to back. Even without Smart and Hayward, that's still a really good team. Uh, a lot of it's going to be, I think, you know, Tatum was really dreadful in the game versus Denver in Denver. Tatum's had one of the best on off court net ratings in the league. Like his impact is just fundamentally. They are a great team when Tatum's been on the floor. So a lot of it's going to be the Nuggets get to do what they couldn't do versus the Lakers. They can put two on ball. You know, really suffocate Kemba with size and length, and then contest on the inside. They don't have great finishers. Grant Williams is playing a little bit more. He's he's got maybe the best ability. Rob Williams can do make a, a few corner passes as well. Um, they are going to have to find a better solution for Jalen Brown, who I thought was really good and missed some good looks in that game versus uh, the Nuggets in Denver. That's going to be like the biggest adjustment, I think is if Jalen Brown has a big game, the Nuggets are probably going to lose. Should be a fun one. The Nuggets have some rest. This is a winnable game for them. And if they win, all of a sudden, the you know again, they're right back on track. And if not, they got the Nets later in the week. They could probably get a win there. So, should be fun. I will have a post-game report tomorrow night after the game. Uh, another podcast for you here on Locked on Nuggets.